you're, I hope you're That's ready. To, I hope you're ready to cry tears of regret for oh, challenging me on this, Dave. Please. In a segment, le- me. in a segment we like to call Aquista Manolo Diavolo No No. Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, we are here and we're doing something new. Yeah, you brought the finger guns back. Brought the finger guns. Well, that is not new. That is that is returning. That's old. But new is the format of this particular episode. That's right. We've already gone through the 10 matches of the past weekend. Now what we want to do is go through the four positions that you've got to pick from when you're picking players for your Fantasy Premier League lineup. We're going to start with this past game week's dream team, the highest scoring players of the of the game week 12 that just concluded, and we'll add in some additional players that we know you need to hear about. Yep. So here's all the FPL analysis that you have come to know and love all in one place. Brian, should we get on to the players? Let's get on to the players. We'll start at goalkeeper. Highest scoring goalkeeper this past weekend, ladies and gentlemen. One Mr. Joe Hart. All right, hold on a sec. Since this is all the, the fantasy Premier League, Scott, I'm going to derail the train, the smooth-moving train you had going for a minute. Uh, look. I, I had a thing here, guys. I mean. I know. I know. And you're going to keep us rolling? Okay. I just want to say this. This is, this is my job when it comes to this podcast. I know. Right? I know. God knows I'm going to do my best to derail it. Okay. Look, you said, hey, do go, go do prep, and, and we're going to go over the 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 dream team i'm like oh okay dream team that's like a it's like the best scores at every position like what's the yeah. best team that you could have put together fantasy block player wise if you could dream if your you own could team dream it who up. would be on your team this would be the opposite so this is technically the first time that i've actually gone to this to talk about this uh-huh this has got to be the stream team that has ever possibly graced the website I'm going to read some names that shouldn't be there. Gabby Adini. Yeah, definitely. We like Rondon, but Rondon. <laughs> Cavalero, Patterson, Dunk, Bamba, and Foyt. And honestly, <laughs> you could throw a Joe Hart in there. Yeah. In a segment we like to call, What the Hell? Ryan, What the Hell? Well, what? I feel like I feel like Joe Hart's a perfect way to kick this whole thing off because, of course... Burnley get a clean sheet for right. the first time in six weeks and after they had just conceded 13 goals in the previous three match weeks and on Vichai Day. Right. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Burnley. Joe Hart. Bunch of b****s. Yeah, I agree. Sean Dyche, come on, just throw Lester a bone. They just lost their chairman, for God's sakes. It's, look, it's what happens when in a low-scoring game like this, where, like, you know, as we said in the in the match review, Leicester put 22 shots at Burnley in this match and put five of them on target. And so, yeah, Joe Hart is going to make saves, and he's got to kick the ball out to folks who have to <laughs> kick it to someone else. And he did what he needed to do, and so, of course, he ends up with all three bonus points in the match. Brian, do you think Joe Hart has any fantasy relevance moving forward, or is he a one-hit wonder this week? No, I mean this is. I mean that's. I think along with the rest of the stream team. Well, I think that's the worst part about. I think that's the the hardest part about about of Joe Hart is that his price is amazing. He has scored like Dave 
Dave, this is your your big gripe about certain players. He has scored 10 twice, and his total points are 51. I mean, technically, he's so, fourth overall in right. goal Oh, I know that. But what I'm saying is he's got 10 two times. He has a 9 one time, and he has a 7 in the first match. Other than that, he has a 3, a 2, or a 1 in Everywhere. every match the rest of the season. Yeah. So, yes, is it is it annoying to have a guy that have that's in fourth place have scores like that? Yes. Cuz I'll bet when he had his second one out of those three ones prior to this, you were thinking what am I going to do with this guy? Yeah. And then he followed up that second one with another one. <laughs> and then it's like what is wrong with Burnley? The question I was going to ask about Burnley, which we can ask this about players all over the place here, if this was a really good uh, podcast, analytics-wise, yeah, sure. I would want to know what in the world was the difference between the like attack allowed by Burnley last year at this time compared to this to Burnley this season, like like with the same personnel, how how are you? No, worse? no, no. That's no, no. I I know this. There's a one key. There's one key difference right now in the back for Burnley, and it's it's opposite of what we're talking about here. You're talking about Joe Hart's high scores. He's got the highest goalkeeper score this past week, fourth overall, whatever. But he's literally the only difference in that back for Burnley. That's true. Is he the reason why Burnley are 15th in the table? I know this, Scott. They allowed nine goals last season at this point, at this equivalent point last season. And six of those nine were against Chelsea, Spurs, and City combined. Yeah. So in the three matches they played against City, Spurs, and Chelsea, they allowed six goals. To, which was six of the nine total they allowed through the first week of November. They've allowed 25 goals so far. <laughs> Brian, Their expected goals allowed, the expected goals is 26. So I guess there's one shred of silver lining. No, but, Brian, you're our resident Burnley goalkeeper expert, okay? When so, is it? When, from whence Nick Pope? I don't no. know. Yeah, he's still got a red triangle next to his name, but Tom Heaton has no triangles. Why is he not in the squad? I guess it's because Joe Hart has made a lot of saves. I really don't know. I and I don't. I feel like this is not a. This isn't like a Phil Bardsley, uh, like now with uh, Charlie, Charlie Taylor, Taylor and yeah. Stephen Ward kind of situation. Like, oh, a guy's hurt, so we got this guy, Kevin Long. And he's got to play himself back into the into the into form and into the team. I really don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Other right. than Joe, other than I'm not going anywhere near him. He's not. He's value. not my backup keeper. No, Look, I no want to talk about. There's some other guys that need to be talked about. All not right. Joe Hart. Let's do it. Jordan Pickford. Don't get. Don't. Don't. Look, Dave. You're back on the. Are you on the Cumin train? No. I'm sorry. I mean the Silva train. No, I'm not. But I'm saying this. Look, you're. Why are we so high pitched right now? Your <laughs> beloved Allison. I don't know. <laughs> Brian, what's happened? Scott, your beloved yeah. Allison, yeah, is on the season is only two points more than Jordan Pickford. Jordan okay. Pickford got, and Liverpool's supposed to have one of the best defenses in the league. My point being is, yes, is Jordan Pickford's scores elevated because of some penalty saves? 
Yeah, probably. Yes. Look, the last. The <laughs> last. How do you think he did this? Look at his scores. I know. His last five, 2, 15, 11, 2, and 7. Do, would you like to know when I owned Jordan Pickford? Probably not during that stretch. 1, 3, 2, 3, <laughs> 1, 2. <laughs> right. That's when I had Jordan Pickford. I get it. I'm just telling you, Liverpool's had a bunch of clean sheets, and Pickford is two points less and eight-tenths of a pound cheaper than Allison. I'm not saying you go own him, but I am saying... Well, something's there. Mm. Look, Listen. his next three matches, Cardiff at Liverpool, obviously you don't love that much, and then Newcastle. I'm just saying, hey, things could be worse. Scott, you alluded to it last pod. Marco Silva's finally getting his guys back there. The team could be performing a little bit better. That's that's fair, and that's the thing that we have not seen yet that would make me say, if there was something to this, do you, if and if you trust... Now, a uh, uh, thrown to the fire, Yeri Mina coming in. No, I don't. That's that guy at the World Cup. What I'm saying is, though. What I'm saying is, though. That's that's been it. There was it wasn't tinkering with the back line, but you did have Phil Jagielka back there for the first however many weeks. So it has changed definitely since the first week of the season. Yeah. Also, it was Jordan Pickford coming off of World Cup heroics. Yeah. And All so right. I think that's the reason why he was owned. I mean, I, that helped my decision to own him. Well, I was I was happy to bring him on in the in the first match of the season, that, so those early matches. I bring this up because of this. This is a and I alluded to this last week, but this is starting to get to the point in the season where you need to start, in my opinion, making sure that you have guys on your bench available to play because there's going to be random weeks where guys get stomach flus, that they get a, a random knock that you're not going to hear about. And are you getting? You're coming upon the Christmas schedule where there's going to be a lot of games crammed into a little bit of time, and so you need to make sure that your bench is available. Up to this point in the season, I would have said, "Hey, invest invest most of your money on guys in the field." In fact, if you look at the top scores in FPL, that's what all of them do. That's what all of them do. And now you're looking at them, and they're, they're, everyone's starting to diversify a little bit more. I've been an Ederson guy all year, uh-huh. and so I've had Boric as my Backup keeper, which he Boric is behind Begovic on Bournemouth, and he'll never play. I just literally had him because he was cheap. Right. But I am concerned going into this this period. I, I want to try to start to diversify and at least bring in a goalkeeper that's playing. I'll probably have to at least spend a 4.5. So that's why I'm like, look, Pickford's at a 4.9. Okay, that's in consideration. That's close. Fabianski is a 4.5, and then Dubrovka is at a 5.0. I bring up Dubrovka because Newcastle's had two wins on the spin, and Newcastle's schedule is very convenient, uh, and they always seem to play well at home. Newcastle at home always seem to play well. So Fabianski, look, I've touted he still didn't get a clean sheet this week. And, yes, I might look like I, I going forward I'm going to end up having a lot of egg on my face if West Ham's defense doesn't start doing something because I've been touting them for the last couple <laughs> weeks about Balbuena and Jop and Fabianski, and they've yet to hold a clean sheet yet. I still think it's coming, but I am nervous about it. But I think I'm probably going to go in the direction of Fabianski because at the 4.5, he seems like, to me, one of the better owns. Dave, I bought Fabianski two weeks ago. Yeah. Getting rid of Wayne Hennessy because of this terrible run of Crystal Palace. Matches. Sure, this week alone made it 
pay off. He finished with five fantasy points this week. Yeah. Because he had six saves and he got a bonus point. Wow. In a game where they, a match where they scored, where they allowed a goal. Yeah. So I'm completely content with Fabianski at at four and a half. That's the one place I'm not spending money on my team. Right. Is in goalkeeper. Yeah. The fact that, and this is, I think Joe Hart, it might, as much as I hate it, he is one of those guys. You can't be, you can't be mad about the fourth highest scoring goalkeeper. The same way that it, Neil Etheridge was for the first few weeks, where it was like people rushed to get him mm-hmm. because of a couple penalty saves. Yeah, that that guy's not even in the top ten. Right. Anymore. Of course, you're not doing that now. But what I'm saying is, like, you have guys that are in that space. Pickford did it in two two matches and two you know two big giant scores in consecutive weeks where he gets all his points. I think it's back to Scott's rule of it'd be really really painful to have to think about buying back to him. Yeah. And I we I mean I talked about Dubrovka. You know it was a differential weeks and weeks ago. I don't think is he even at a percent? Is he even owned a percent? I mean I feel like as differential guys go. No, uh, point one, six. One guy I know for sure who owns Martin Dubrovka is Mark Southerns, who was doing uh, fantasy Premier League some of their their videos mm-hmm. last season. One of their experts. Uh, I know he has Dubrovka on his team. Point six percent. I mean, I would say right now, if you're one of the twenty six percent who owns Ederson, the twenty percent who owns Allison, you're not even thinking about transferring a goalkeeper. Right. Well, I, but I'm saying, going into this this season, you might want to make this sure season you, of the season, the, this part of the season, yeah. you might want to consider it. Huh. Look, at some point you're going to play a bench boost. You're not going to do that when you don't have a goalkeeper. So no, just you get a you get a backup keeper like Joe Hart, and you hope for the best, right? Well, no, but that's exactly what I'm saying. So it, when you're looking at, at or even Matt Ryan. At yeah. 4.5, 4.6 guys. Rui Patricio's at 4.6. Yeah. I mean, and this is why I said even... Patricio could why, be a yeah, good choice. Alex why, McCarthy's had three really good weeks out of the last four. He's 4.5. If you have someone like... If you have Allison or Ederson and you don't have Larsol from Huddersfield, you might as well just you might as well just go as low as you can. You're hardly ever going to play anyone other than Allison or Ederson. Lursel's right. playing every week, and he's 4-4. You know for a fact he's starting every single week. Save yourself a tenth. Just yeah. go as low as you... Po- well, just You might as well go as low as you possibly can. That I, I agree completely. Right now I have someone who doesn't play at all at a 4-0. Unless you want someone... And that's why I said I think... Look, we say it every week. Either the schedule matters or it doesn't. And everyone wants to say, oh, look at their amazing schedule. And West Ham has that for a long time. A very long time. Some of these other teams that are, you know, have good schedules, those things are going to run out. West Ham's runs well into next year. So, so of the guys at 4.5, 4.6, 4.4, those three price ranges. You've already you picked yours, Fabian. I've got my two. And, I've and got Patricio. Patricio and Fabianski. Okay, but who who do you like and you'll just play their better schedule, is that right? Yeah, and this okay. week this week is a perfect example because Fabianski's playing Huddersfield, or I think they play Huddersfield after the break. Yeah. And Wolves still have, I think, a couple more tricky matchups left. Okay. Scott, out of those guys. Uh, I, I want to correct you. West wrong. Ham hosts. It's, it's the other side. Yeah. Sorry. It's the other way. So next week. Wolves yes. plays Huddersfield. Sorry. Yep. Yes. That's the, it's the reverse. Hammers, are, hammers go get hammered. 
Vice City. But I have Patricio, who gets to play home to Huddersfield. Scott, who out of those guys, who who do you pick? Which guys? The the guys in the range of the four point five, four point six, four point four range. Tennessee's currently my backup, and I'm satisfied. Uh, I think if all things were equal at this point, and I wanted to change my backup goalkeeper, I'd probably change to Patricio. But that's and it. who's your starter? Allison. Okay. Once once. At Crystal Palace gets through this hell match that they have. The the next two, I think they have two more still. They go to United. And after that, it eases up a lot for them. We can talk about if we want to talk about strikers later on, and talk about Wilfred Zaha again at some point. Uh, please, uh, FPL managers, continue selling him as much as possible. I'd like to see that price drop down closer <laughs> to like six and a half by the time he's by the time this schedule gets uh, good again. Let's move to defenders now. There were five that made the dream team in game week 12. We'll start with the two from Liverpool, Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Andy Robertson is awesome. And yeah. everyone should own him. And if you don't, you're just a freaking moron. You heard it. That might not be true. You heard it's a little harsh. <laughs> today, I feel like to, a match like today, to me, like it's already been settled. I feel like this this has been settled a long time ago. But yeah, I mean Andy Robertson finishing yet another match with bonus points and getting all three bonus points in a match where he only had an assist. It's it, you know I I feel like what he accomplished and what he typically does uh, in matches where he doesn't even in matches where they didn't like matches where someone else scores and he can still finish with a bonus point. Southampton, they won 3-0. And Andy Robertson finished that match with just the clean sheet. He had no goal, no assist, and still left that match with a bonus point. I know. That's because he's always doing something. Right. To get, he's doing so, that. So the question a week weeks ago was Trent Alexander-Arnold or Andy Robertson. There was some argument to be made prior to Joe Gomez coming in and stealing all the time. Of whether or not to own both, but are we back now? Is Alexander Arnold back now? I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. I I I would trust Love. Well, I would trust Joe Gomez, but I still think Lovren, for whatever reason, is the better is the better own. If you're, but he's not playing. Well, he just didn't play this match. I think he'll be playing next match. That's what I mean. You had you went two in a row, City and Huddersfield, where where Alexander Arnold sits. Everyone bails on him. His price dropped from 5.2. He's back down to his original price of 5. And if he's going to do this... 11 points in this match. Then heck yeah, you want Trent Alexander-Arnold too. But I guess that's where... You know, are, are, are you willing to re-answer the question of Gomez or Alexander-Arnold, Scott? I would go Gomez. I would go Gomez because Gomez is going to play one of two positions in the defense when he plays. He's got the chance to play either center back or right back. Whereas Trent Alexander Arnold will only play it right back, you know. You, I mean, it's all about we're just this this whole thing that we do is just educated guessing. You got to play the odds. The odds are Joe Gomez is going to have more of an opportunity to play. Yeah. So therefore, I would want to own him if I had to choose between those two players. Uh, another guy that made the dream team this week was Lewis Dunk after his goal in the uh, match for Brighton. Crazy two weeks in a row. For Lewis Dunk. Well, Lewis Dunk's last five are six, eight, five, six, and nine. Yeah, he's been really good. 
So it also, what's this price? A 4.4? Doesn't it beg the question, like, why do you own Duffy at a 4.7? No, because Duffy if, did the same thing just not too long ago. It's Dunk gets, In the beginning of the season? No, Dunk gets, well, that's what I mean. Dunk gets two, two goals in a row, and he's 4.4. It's what people were doing with Bruno a few weeks ago, where Bruno had a couple of good matches in a row, and he misses this week. So it's like, I, I I think you just pick. If you're you gonna own one. a Brighton guy, yeah, you pick one and run. You just pick one. Why would you want to own any Brighton? I'm Listen, guys. Dunks last five weeks are great. Right. The the it's such a the, it's so fluky. The scores are good. I'm saying like I, if they're Dave, gonna Dave, get. Oh, let, me, let me let me let me put it this way to him, Brian. Dave, who are your four point five defenders? I don't have any. All your defenders are more than four point five. Yeah, you have Do- you have Doherty. I have I currently own Lovren, Doherty, Alonzo, Robertson, and Trippier. Right, and Doherty was started at four and a half. And I only am so he, owning he's Lovren right now. Your four and a four and a half dollar defender. Technically, I guess, and I'm owning Lovren just based on the clean sheets going forward. But honestly, and I was going to bring this up, maybe I'll bring it up now. I'm not sure why you own anything. Why why own center backs? There's so many attacking defenders that are playing on wings, why would you waste money owning center backs? I don't know. I like the experiment of uh, looking at just the defenders who have accumulated bonus points up to this uh, so far in the season. Tell me that list, Brian. Give me the top so, five guys of defenders that have so accumulated bonus So now the adjusted list as of, you know, as of, you know, now that all the bonus points are totaled, the top six... It goes Alonzo, Robertson, Juan Basaka, Michael Keane, Doherty, Trippier. So Michael Keane is your Keane one is the back. one guy out of there who's the anomaly. Right after Trippier is Cedric. So bonus points are one thing, but overall points are another. And yes. if you look, yeah, you're right. I mean, the top three are definitely of the wingback variety for their respective clubs, Alonzo, Robertson, Trippier. Right. Uh, you know, Laporte, though, is the fifth highest scoring defender yes, overall. And, and Laporte... David Luiz is top ten. So so is yeah. Rudiger. Rudiger's fourth overall. Yeah, and Rudiger's the only one of those guys. Laporte has the, the one goal. Otherwise, he's gotten the clean sheets that Manchester City has gotten. So it's not a bad idea to no. consider if, if, avoiding a center back for the reasons you're giving, Dave. But at the same time, I wouldn't just write them off entirely. Right. You're you're counting on you're counting on clean sheets or set pieces. But why not include attacking returns and clean sheets? Right. Sure. You're, of course. Right. Of I course. would I would rather have that. But, but you get that with Lewis Dunk right now. I'm not. I don't own Lewis Dunk. I know. I'm just saying in general. Any, not you, you own literally. Lewis Dunk. He means you. Anyone. People. Anyone in gen- the universal you. Right. Yes. Okay. No. I, I'm. I have no. I have no issue, especially depending on what your team can afford. Picking up whatever player. You know. You're playing. You know. You're playing schedule. You're. You're hoping that. Yes. If you own Lewis Dunk and you're throwing him out there, you're hoping he does exactly what he did. To where exactly what he did this week that he heads in a corner kick mm-hmm. that's yeah. that is the best case scenario that's for right. any of those guys that's right well no best case scenario would be that he did that 
and earn and a, a clean, clean sheet. and gets yeah. a clean sheet. But and yeah, well, of course, if you if you have if you want to enter the Manchester City defense, you're not owning Ederson. Yeah, buy Laporte. I'm of just, course, I, you're, of I'm course, just, you're going to do I'm that if, bringing, if the money makes sense. I'm just bringing it up because it's a good strategy. It's been a proven point that so far this season, and the trend is continuing. I don't even have to do the numbers for you. That your money is better spent in defense. It is going further. They are the top ten guys are averaging as much or more per game than the top ten midfielders who cost two point seven pounds more on average. Yeah. So why not spend money on your defense as opposed to the midfield no, right tell now? Tell me, man, I'm doing it. I am too, and and it will pay off. I I just don't understand it. Anyways, Brian, you wanted to go into Kevin Long of Burnley a little bit. Well, we have to because oh, in a segment we like to call, if you own James Tarkowski, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Old Tarky had a surgery to correct his hernia region. Yeah, will keep him out indefinitely. Last season, cheapo hero Kevin Long started in his place today, and with Ben Gibson. Also groinless right now. <laughs> Kevin Long could be your cheapo hero again, especially since Burnley's schedule is not too bad. What? Kevin Long, 4.2 and just 0.4% owned. Do not overlook Kevin Long. I know Kiko, Kiko Feminia was the trendy $4.2 pickup here. Uh, there is a cheaper guy who you could throw out there if you absolutely needed to save as much money as possible. I saw one, and I was going to bring it up. I wonder if it's the same guy. The finish is that Kevin Long has a spot, and Burnley's schedule is finally a little relaxed. The weird thing, I think we said this before, the weird thing with Burnley's schedule is when you look at the whole schedule from now till the end of the season, just the spacing of their heart, the tough matchups makes their schedule look terrible. All season long. Yeah. So I feel like if you're buying a Burnley guy, you're you're gonna have to go through multiple stretches of bad matchups. That's why I think Kevin Long, who has been in there and has done it and is really cheap and has a spot now, could be useful. Got you. Very good. Soul Bomba and Juan Foyt round out the uh, dream team in the defense, obviously. Uh because they scored goals, I assume we're uh, referring to them as FPL irrelevant at this point. They got to be right. I mean, come on. Well, Dave, I, mean, I guess you could go with Foyt because you know he's seeming to. I mean, look, you don't love the Spurs schedule going forward. It's get it's better now than it was. Uh, they got the whole point with them is injuries. So you know, Vertonghen's out till December. It really depends on Davinson Sanchez. If Davinson Sanchez, if they're going to be real delicate with him, Foyt's got a spot. Yeah. I guess, I suppose, if you wanted to get into the Spurs backline, which has been leaky. Yeah. No doubt. I don't know that you want to trust the guy who managed to have two penalties in the same match. <laughs> but, no, I mean, he's cheap and it is Spurs, so yeah, you could do it. I think, we, I think we've said all there is to say there. Dave, are there any other, any other defenders you want to discuss? Well, I think Chilwell should be brought up. Brian, your boy. Love Your him. boy, you you've gone from you love the Wells. You you've yeah. gone off Cresswell hmm. and on to Chillwell. Interesting. Chill greater than Crest. Chill is greater than Crest. That's a, another shirt <laughs> that was on our website that doesn't exist. So the uh, website does. 
the website exists. The shirts, but the no. t-shirts don't. But yeah. Chris chills better than Chris, <laughs> greater than Chris. God bless. Wow. I, look, painful. This with this that that whole <laughs> yes, bit that there. Was, yes, that's painful. <laughs> look, the whole. <laughs> yes, I love him. I think he has been clearly one of Leicester City's best players through the entire season. I think this match, it was Pereira, though, back in the bonus points. And so Chilwell was close. Right. He was up there like he usually is. But uh, the one thing, and I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to say I don't love this, and I don't love Ben Chilwell, but now that they've managed to kind of where he's playing he was doing a lot more forward, I think, in previous weeks than I saw him do against Burnley. And so he still had a similar output. He still, you know, he still is, a, you know, is involved in putting in crosses and is definitely, uh, you know, is definitely going to run the attack at times. But it was all about uh, Albrighton in this match on the right side, and it was all... Uh, when Damari Gray is out there, uh, Gazal, uh, I think, was the other side in this match. So those guys were way more responsible for for crosses and some of the other uh, some of the other attacking stuff. Com- attacking stuff. Is that a technical term? Good. <laughs> yes. Nice. As they say, and nice. all the and the analysts say. No, it was just a little bit less than I think I, I wanted to see. And so that's, it's a little concerning. Hmm. But again, Leicester City's, uh, Leicester City's schedule stays really good after the break for at least a while. In the midfield, the Dream Team had three players uh, make the squad, uh, none of whom are you know, crazy household names, except maybe Bernardo, of course. What, Patterson? Patterson's? I started with Bernardo. Bernardo, Cavalero, Patterson. You don't want those guys in your midfield? Mm, no, no. Now look, Bernardo Silva. We've we've referenced it many many times. Pep loves Bernardo Silva. He said he wants Bernardo Silva and ten other guys. He's Brian's been on record at at reporting on that before. But Bernardo Silva, sure, he's going to get this. But I mean, there there are better options. Yeah. In the I mean. City midfield, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, his scores will, will do that. I mean, I feel like the one, the best thing about Bernardo Silva is the minutes. I mean, that's the that's the part of Bernardo Silva I think that you like the most is, I mean, all season long, there's three times he doesn't have a ninety next to his name. So yeah, he's a staple, and as long as as long as DeBron is going to be hurt, yeah. But I think it's exactly that. He's the cheapest, steadiest guy. That you could count on a repeat of this kind of performance. Of course, Fernandinho's cheaper, mm-hmm. but Bernardo is going to do this sometimes. He is going to get assists. He is involved in the attack. So yeah, two assists and three bonus points for Bernardo Silva. That's I mean that's that could happen any week. Look, right. Bernardo Silva is a seven point five. I'd rather own Gilfie Sigerson. I'd rather own Richarlison. I'd rather own Martial, who's now at a seven point six because right. well, his a, price just went up. That's the question: is can you get can you get more premium than that? Do you have the dollar to go to David Silva? Do you have three dollars? Do you have three dollars well, to know. go to Raheem Sterling? If you're gonna own David Silva, <laughs> right? Why? 
Why would you own David Silva when Bernardo Silva is only one point less than him and a whole pound less? So why would you own David Silva when Bernardo's been playing the same amount of games for the most part and scoring the same amount, yet he's a whole pound cheaper? Tell me that. You're In a segment it. I like to call What the Hell. You're, you're doing it because... He wears the captain's armband? whoop de frickin do You're doing it because... You have a you you prefer the D. Okay, the the, the Dilva. You like Dilva better than a right. Bilva. You 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 have a D name instead of a B name. I got you. I really don't know. I, like, I, I you have to pick, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a guy to be from the Manchester City midfield, I think that's what we've are, we've kind of already established I mean, this, Dave. If it, you're gonna pick a guy, pick a guy. Don't try to switch. Don't try to switch out. Don't try to play form. Don't try to play rotation because it's going to happen. I think you're not getting Sané. You're not doing Mares. So Mares was really hot right there for a second when he had those, you know, he had three out of five weeks where he was awesome and then he sits. Sané comes in. Listen, like you saw today, Mares has a bit of a slip up, even in a game where he gets an assist. He gets yanked. Yeah, and he's out. Sané gets thrown in. Yeah. I don't think I want any. I don't want anything to do with those two. The rest of the guys, I can see that. Yeah, I can see the rest of them. I know where my money is. I know. I, my, but I know I, where my money is. But what I'm saying is, I like the. I. I mean, I don't have any issue with any of the main three uh, midfielders for Manchester City, including Bernardo. He's been very good. I started the season with him. I had to make a decision to get rid of him at one point, but. Yeah, if you if you've hung on to him this far, what do you? You're not mad about that. Hey, let's give. We're not going to discuss the Wolves guy Cavalero because God knows he'll. He, we've never referenced him. He will never need to be referenced again. He probably won't score again the rest of the season. In my opinion, I could be completely wrong, Scott. I've been completely wrong about many things. But Patterson, on the other hand, three out of the last four weeks a goal. At a five point two. Yeah, remember how hard you laughed at me when I talked about this a few weeks ago? I know, and I'm not too big to say that when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Patterson is on my radar. Callum Patterson, uh, in another segment, I like to call, I really should listen to our show. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least review my notes from time to time. Sure, sure. We talked about Callum Patterson in the Cardiff season preview show. Of course we, of course we would. Specifically, have. that Cardiff signed him as a defender, and in fact, what triggered this exact segment for me was searching for his official Premier League stats and not finding any of his stats listed as a midfielder or a forward, because currently he is third in shots and shots on target for defenders. That's the way the Premier League lists his stats right now. But in fantasy, he's listed as a midfielder. Classified in yeah, fantasy Premier way, League who, as a midfielder, playing in real life as a striker. Yeah, I was going to say, guess who played up front <laughs> for Cardiff this So week. the Premier League has him listed as yeah. a defender. Fantasy Premier League has a midfielder, and in real life, he's playing as a striker. Yes. Yeah, remember we, t- we talked priceless. about it because Neil Warnock, he, Neil Warnock said uh, it was kind of like uh, we put him back there and kind of in so many he words was, he wasn't good <laughs> so we want but we thought he was a good player so we gave him a crack up there and it turns out he actually does have kind of a nose for goal from the time they moved him forward he scored 10 goals that was the stat from him with Cardiff was that he was the only Cardiff player 
in the top like 20 in the championship and in, in goal scoring and it was and it's it was starting out as a defender he didn't even play the whole season as a as a midfielder or forward for them so the fact that he's doing this is is i think it's impressive look here's what you want to know about Callum Patterson you want to know where he's touching the ball inside the 18 yard box is he touching it a lot against crap teams he has 25 touches Inside of 18 yards, Seems 11 like shots, five of them on target, and two goals. Against good teams, one and a half touches inside of 18 yards, one shot, one on target, one goal. But and I that mean, was Arsenal against Liverpool. His goal against oh, Liverpool the was, meaningless. That was his one touch. Oh, it was his yeah. one shot on target, and it was his one it goal. barely counts. What the, I'm saying um, is that Spurs. So against Spurs and Liverpool, he's non-existent. Well, that's every forward. club, though, right? I know. What I'm saying is that is enough for you to be able to say for five for five point two, he started the season at five and a half. I think yeah. he's the seventh most transferred in midfielder this week. Yeah, he should be number one probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you're depending on him for for a ton of production, but look, no. is he? Look, I own David Brooks at a five one, at a five or five one. I can't remember what I bought him for. Yeah, but like, that's making me think. I mean, Patterson's got three out of four weeks. He's got a well, goal just on roll. You know where David Brooks is playing, and he's playing a bit out of position while King is hurt. Yeah, Callum Patterson's there. Yeah, he is there. That's that's him. So, and he's been successful at it last three out of four and looks, weeks. Like this week, getting an assist on the. Bomba goal. I mean, come on. <laughs> that ball is anywhere. <laughs> that was a pinball in yeah, the box. He gets credit for assisting Soul Bomba. Sure. That's a that's a terrible decision. Right. So that to me is pure that's just iffy. He has three goals on seven shots on target. So I mean let's talk that's about that's not out. I mean, that's not I feel like I mean it's high. Sure. I feel like it's an unsustainable percentage but still i mean he's he's in the right he's he's in the right spot look so, let's let's get on to some people that, that are worth discussing i feel like that's important he had a terrible mustache but we discussed it all right let's fine. let's 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 get it done i mean look he he's definitely worth discussing let's talk about shakiri scott is he gonna get some playing time yes finally probably i and, mean he doesn't need much is it time to own him that's should, really should we hard. wait? Should, should we wait? If Shakiri we... was six dollars, would he be an essential midfielder to own? If nothing changed about his playing time up to this point, no, yeah. he, no, he's got to his playing time's got to be there. I I feel like, but his seven, seven. That's what I mean. If he was six, would it be must own at seven i feel like it makes him a, a he's a he's a bit of a luxury that not many people can afford i think his stock is rising i agree uh, I, he's, I, that's because he's shakiri yeah but but the problem <laughs> is you definitely own a defender yes you definitely already own at least one midfielder yes probably. you might also own a goalkeeper right well, so now you're maxed out now you're maxed out which one of those are you getting rid of but if you didn't <laughs> but if you can say that all you want the reality is you get three per club understood so what does that mean we don't we don't discuss him i'm just saying look if you don't have Allison, if he's starting yeah he's he's going to be considered 
Well, even now, I mean, the scores are good enough. Look, Felipe Anderson, that guy now is is on the fantasy radar. Has to be. But Dave, you need to understand. Like, okay, fine. Shakiri's got thirty four points. I guess overall. you weren't done with Shakiri. No, I'm not, okay. because thirty two of his thirty four points have been scored in the last seven matches. I know. So he scored. 32 points in the last seven matches. It's awesome. It's, it's awesome. I'm the one that wanted to come up with the free Shakiri t-shirts. And most of those are not in matches he has started. Yeah. Oh. And you're still okay owning him. I, I'm just saying, if you want to go to Shakiri, go ahead and commit, regardless of whether he's starting or not. Don't freak out. He's the first one off the bench. Okay. Felipe Anderson is currently at a 6.9. At some point, we're going to discuss him. Shakiri's at a 7. And we can't, even though Brian, and I like that. If he was at six, what would it be? But right. Let's just this discuss. Is, this is the problem. The reality. The, he's at seven. If if James Madison hadn't gone through a a minor cold snap there and right. then gets a knee injury, right? He's in that same class. It's the same thing with if you're gonna like my my midfield. That was the impossible decision. Who in the world do you get rid of when Rasharlison is not seven dollars yet? Right. When Ryan Frazier is just over six. Right. When there are guys that are just over seven, Martial's perfect example. Where if you if you can have a guy who is likely to play the majority of a match, if not the entire match, who is capable of producing those exact same kind of numbers. Shakiri's not gonna get you bonus points, not unless he does something not unless he is a, a miracle in a match. I just feel like there are so many other guys, but his quality is obvious, and it has been obvious. Well, Dave, right down there, a little bit lower than a lot of those guys, is Ross Barkley, someone that you still own, I think, right? 5.8. Uh, yeah, but I bought him. Again, let's let's review why I bought Ross Barkley. I mean, the second he his price is about to drop, he's getting kicked to the curb. I bought him at a 5.6. He's gone up to a 5.8. I will technically own him for a... A five point seven. I'm really surprised that he went back to what he had been doing all season long today. Understood. I'm not well. So that today wasn't a surprise. He didn't play today. Yeah, but I can't believe he it repeated it the not, exact pattern that had already been established. I'm the, really shocked. The Kovacic, Barkley <laughs> pattern, right? Yeah, it was a Bar- surprise. Barkley played <laughs> midweek, and then did not. He played the full right, ninety. Right, and then so then today. Of course, he he wasn't going to start. I left him in the lineup hoping he might, but he but he didn't. Our but, next T-shirt will be free RLC. I want to get cheek. Loftus Cheek some minutes, please. Someone had an article out there. I don't remember who, but how the reason why Barkley's ahead of RLC in the pecking order is because tactically he understands his position better. Yeah, I don't hmm. care. Do we want to discuss Eden Hazard a little bit more since we're on the subject of Chelsea? Why are uh, people Why are people getting rid of him? Why would you sell him? I, at this what are you point, doing? I, I'm going to try to. My, I'm just trying to figure out how can I get him, Hazard, Sterling, and like Salah slash Mane in my lineup. Uh-huh. Like I want all of them. Give yeah, me. This is a hard time of the year. Give me all of them. And, but look, Hazard's awesome. He's great. He's going to keep doing his Hazard thing. He didn't get it today, but it wasn't like he wasn't threatening. You know? I mean, yeah. he's going to continue to be good. And uh, obviously, Raheem Sterling, is he at the point where you have to have him? 
or or else you you're know, falling fantasy, behind. Fantasy Premier League themselves had people asking that exact question, and they they said no. Only two points this weekend, but right, twenty one last weekend. Yeah, I mean the big really sport- paid off if you captained him. Toot toot. That's me tooting the horn. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> there are no words. He's the second most transferred in midfielder. Only Martial's transferred in more. Sterling right and Martial's price, as this pot has been recording, now, has gone up tonight. Now, Sterling, I mean, look at look at the ownership, you know, even a couple weeks ago. I mean, the fact that he, you know, now he's doubled his ownership since week nine. And that was after, I mean, week nine at Burnley was when everyone, I think, was ready to sell him again because he sat. It's a great matchup at home, and he he doesn't even sub on. So he's doubled his ownership, basically, in that, in, since, that, since that time. And even now, on a, on a week where he, you know, no return, and he's still the second most transferred in. Should I be surprised that Sterling's only 8% owned? That's the bit. That's the other big thing. Well, because he's like a differential. He, he was. He is even now. The fact that he's owned less than ten percent. Martial's owned more than him, three percent more than he is right now. Yeah, even on his own team. I, mean, I think that's. I think that's the whole point. Like, how much money do you have? Are you Are you going all the way up to him? Can you get to him from whoever somebody else that you have? That was my this past week. Like, I had to. I I did exactly that, Dave. I put. My midfield anchors are now Sterling, Mane, Hazard. Yeah, but it cost me Alexander Lacazette. Yeah, because I had to sell. I had to sell somebody expensive. Yeah, of course. And so it's either one of the one of those high profile defenders, or, or which meant Alonso, right? And, and that meant going from Marcus Alonso to Lee Peltier <laughs> from Cardiff. <laughs> that was the only way that I could have done what I wanted to do. Right. That's the difference. Right, and so th- if I had done that, like what a what a swing, you know what I mean? Like that's a like Alonzo was again awesome, again Alonzo's going to go up. This is not the defender segment of the podcast. What I'm saying is like you have to make. I mean, at some point you're going to have to make make the choice. If you're going to have the, if you're going to have that many expensive people in certain spots, you're going to have to pick. Somebody's got to go. I want to be on record to say this. I hope no one else in our mini league gets Sterling. Uh, he's a horrible own. No one t- should are, own him. Why are you taunting? No one should own him. Seriously. And I think, and I hope no one else owns Martial. Just <laughs> okay. everyone else, just continue to not own those guys, as I would like to. Martial's a tough one. I know it makes everyone question things, but I look. I'm gonna ride the wave. I'm gonna ride the money wave. I'm chasing the dollars, chasing the dollar bills, y'all. I'm almost to that 104 mark. Brian, have you made it to the 104 mark? You're real close, yeah, right? I don't know. I'm not looking. You're real close. Uh, Brian, you also want to discuss Jerry D, specifically because of his advanced positioning uh, for Watford this past yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's a Dale Lefeu, I mean, another guy that you know just needed time. I mean, once he's once he's fit, he got back in right away, and and uh, now two attacking returns in his last four. The thing that I the thing that if you have him or you if, that you have to like is that. In the last three weeks, he's led all Watford players in shots. I don't think, and I don't think someone like Troy Deeney impacts that coming back. 
So De La Feu has 11 shots in the last three matches. You want that. That's that's great. I want volume from somebody like him, especially at his price. So at his good, price at a five point four billion good dif- dollars. Good differential guy, and it's definitely a, it's definitely a guy who the role is solid, and I think can only do you know kind of can only do better. They do have a uh, you know it is a little tricky here. Their next four, Watford gets Liverpool and City at home in two of the next three. They have to play at Leicester in two weeks, like, and then at Everton after they play Manchester City. So it's like hold on, Watford. Yeah, the next four are not great, but it's. I mean, Will Hughes was hurt today, so Will Hughes isn't. You know, he's out of the lineup. Um, and Dale Fay is not that much more. I mean, because he's because he's less than five and a half, he's an attainable guy for anybody. All right, let's go to forward. Uh, two guys who are not household names in FPL so far this season made the dream team. Solomon Rondon of Newcastle and Manolo Gabbiadini of Southampton. Look, we can talk about Rondon briefly because, Brian, I know that you secretly have a crush on him. Well, we discussed him in our last pod, too, that this is what Newcastle have been waiting for, it's and my th- they finally got it. It's all- are you owning him? Just go there. I only I- own three jerseys, and one of them is Solomon Rondon. I knew it. I knew it. Kit. Shirts, I kit shirts. Uh, you know, if uh, you know, honestly, yeah, I could go to Solomon Rondon at some point at six pounds if he continues to do mid table things. Less than that. Is he lower Isn't than he? he started 5. at 6. 7. He's yeah, five points down to five point seven now. Yeah, honestly, I could see myself going there, not not even just for price and and making money, but because. I could see him putting in some points now. Expect, I mean, it's this. It's the simple question of: Are you going to own Jimenez, Ings, Rondon? I mean, so it's that. It's I'll say that. this: If Rondon's going to get to play with Newcastle's schedule, which I referenced, yeah, discussing Dubrovka, Newcastle's schedule coming up is really good. Yeah, well, for, Newcastle right. Newcastle, Newcastle has a good schedule. Uh, we talked about it in the last, you know, in the in the uh, in the match review. Podcast that I mean, this is Rafa's. He targeted him. He followed him, and this was his. He he has said himself, "We just haven't seen it." He's overcome a lot. He's had he's had injuries. He's had setbacks, and now he's starting to look like what we what we want from him. He's I, better than Yosalu. Iosi Perez played the number ten. So this is Rondon. When it's Rondon's out there, it's Rondon wearing the nine. And they ha- and that's what the, that was the whole thing is Rafa Benitez wants to show he deserves to be our number nine. Good. So at five point seven, I'm okay with five. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm I, I'm I'm gonna be. Try- I might try to work him into my lineup. And they need him. Look, Kennedy leads the leads Newcastle with twenty one shots. Ronan has fourteen, and he's only played ninety minutes two times so far this season. He he missed five whole. He missed. He played zero in five matches. Uh, he had eight shots against Bournemouth. Eight. You want eight shots from your striker? Yes, I, don't I do. Care who it is? That's Harry Kaneish. That is four. Put half of them on on target too. So I don't listen. You're not rushing to buy him, but he's definitely a guy. If you, I don't uh, know. He is absolutely a, a choice for third striker for sure. For sure. Brian, you brought the stats with Rondon. You've got some info on Gabby Adini as well. Oh, come on. You can't have anything worthwhile on Gabby Adini. Oh, I do. The, oh, come on. 
You're, I hope you're it's ready. To, I hope you're ready to cry tears of regret for oh, challenging for me God on this, Dave. Please, in a segment, inspire le- me. In a segment we like to call Aquista Manolo, <laughs> Diavolo, no, no. <laughs> I used Google Translate for one reason and one reason only, and that is to say, for some reason. Manolo Gabbiadini cracks the top 30 for transfers in for forwards. Why would 700 or so people out there do this? Segmento finito. (laughs) (laughs) I picked up on that. Hey, look, Cunaguero continues to be awesome. Yeah, he does. Like, if it... You're just going to be happy with him. If that's not just a set-it-and-forget-it guy, he's going to come in, do his 60 minutes, get his goal or assist, and then go sit down. Like he, That's just Aguero every week, mm-hmm. and he's worth every cent. Look, you didn't get any returns from Aubameyang and Lacazette this week, but you should have. They both had chances. Mm-hmm. It's not like there wasn't. And I think, you know, Scott, you might have alluded to it. I can't say you're wrong. But maybe, maybe there was a little bit of a letdown after the Liverpool match. I think so. And I guess that's probably, you know, that's that, that very possibly could happen. Hey, look, Arsenal, Arsenal and Spurs coming up in a couple weeks. I know. Um, how how Foyt, if Foyt's still back there, look. How you're going to sort this, I feel like in a few weeks, especially, how many of the big giant names did anything this weekend? Not many. Kane gets an assist. I get he's expensive. But still, like, he's had he's had moments here where if – Kane turns the Kane corner. Yeah, but is he? And when? Like, I get it. And look, historically, I, I like to say this. Like, guys are going to end eventually. This is not a baseball podcast, but in the U.S., we have this sport called baseball. And they have baseball <laughs> cards. They used yeah. to have baseball cards because social media and media, sports media, isn't what it is today. So if you wanted to know what a guy did three years ago, you had to look on the back of his baseball card. At the end of the year, Harry Kane's going to end up very close to what he did last year and what he did the year before. But when is that going to happen? That's a big, that's honestly becoming a really big prediction, Dave. I don't know. He's running out of time to be able to do that. I agree. I agree. But like you said yourself, Scott, up until this last week, Salo was on pace of what he did last year. What isn't he doing, I guess, is the question. Well, he's taking shots. Because I'm looking at goals, and Aguero's got eight. Hazard and Aubameyang have seven, and Kane's in that long list of guys with six. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's right there. Like, it's another guy. It's the Salah thing where it's like he's, like, he's, he's right expensive, there. and he yeah, he's definitely not like so, not everyone is going to reach to get him. But it's like he's right there. He was so, he had basically the same thing last last year. Well, all right. So so the difference is this: last year, Aguero had Kane's price. Aguero, right. oh, no. I, and no one owned Aguero all year. And this year, Kane has that issue. Kane, right. like, in order to warrant getting that price, you have to over-exceed what you're supposed to be doing. I'm wondering if there won't be a point in the season where owning, you know, if you could go without any of the premium defenders and do and kind of flip the field, just go... If you wanted to do Kane, Aguero, and someone else, and just, again, stick them in there and just roll with it, and take your chances and roll the dice at the back. I mean, I, I'm guessing that that is probably a strategy that not many people are going with right now. 
and getting ahead of Spurs fixtures after this tough run of of matches that's yeah. all jumbled up here uh, prior to Thanksgiving here in the United States. But yeah. our writer, you know, this was the this was the this was the the run of like seven matches in thirteen days or fifteen days or whatever it was. Yeah. Well. Look, let's move on to, to Callum Wilson and then Marco Arnautovic because I feel like both of those guys uh, warrant being discussed in this match. You didn't get any returns from Callum Wilson, but look, he continues to be the, if not the, one of the hottest form players, form strikers in the league. This result doesn't change anything, does it, Scott? I don't think so. Brian? No, you. It's it's the again. It's the price. I mean, the fact that it's just. It's such a ridiculous low price. I mean, look, he's thirty-five percent owned. I mean, that's it, I don't. That's not an accident. I I became one of that thirty-five percent, knowing that they're about to go into a really bad run. Yeah. So, but again, Arsenal. They get to play Arsenal at home. Are you are you confident Arsenal's just going to walk in there and just roll the cherries? No, no, I'm not at all. Actually, no. Right, defensively. You know, Bournemouth's already shown they can hang with all of the people they're about to play. I'm not expecting them to go to Manchester City and and you know and hold them to less than three because hmm. defensively they're still bad. Yeah, but they're they know what they're doing. Yeah, they played Manchester City tough a year ago. I know, I know. So, and then in between there, they get Huddersfield, they get they get Wolves, they get Brighton. So there's matches in there that are definitely useful and. I think this is a yeah, you know, just that you just hope for cherry spunk. All right. What about Marco Nanovich? Get that is knee, there, rest that knee, bud. Hmm. What's the deal though? Is he going to perform? I'm I'm owning him now. Is he going to perform, or it's do I the, need to fire sale? It's the look. I said this. I said this weeks and weeks ago. Don't don't ever don't ever expect to see no yellow triangles. It's just going to happen. He is saying actively. I can't like and and Manuel Pellegrini is saying I I have to manage him practicing during the week mm. to give his knee rest. It's an ongoing issue. They keep saying it's not a it's not a surgery issue, and it's just something he's playing through, and that physios are telling him is just is about pain management and okay. about rest. So the only other guy that I would want to that I would want to add to the list that you guys threw out was just the Danny Ings. Uh, was hurt, subbed off at 39 minutes against uh, Watford. Yeah. Even in 39 minutes, with just seven total touches of the ball and zero shots, he finished with two bonus points and an assist. That's fascinating. It's I don't know how it happened. That's not right. Danny Ings finished with two bonus points. That's crazy. I should have played Danny Ings over Marco Arnautovic and Callum Wilson this Going week. off at 39 minutes. Yeah. What in the weird... Uh, Mark Hughes said, Danny overstretched in the warm-up. We weren't sure whether or not he could start for us, but he, uh, you know he did. He wanted to. And then added, it might just be an overextension of the knee. Let's hope it settles down. Keep our fingers crossed it's not a hamstring. Gotcha. Yet again, okay. another guy that you say, if you're going to get hurt, please get hurt in the 39th minute prior to the two-week uh, international <laughs> break. Yeah, no kidding, right? So, last question, Dave. Okay. Tell us why you lost patience with Jamie Vardy. Well, 
I lost patience because he was he was dropping in price, and I wanted to get on the Marco train, which was going up in price. And so, Vardy should have scored again this week. I mean, if anything, you thought this week he was going to get it that first match back at home against Burnley, who had been giving up some goals. So, look, it didn't happen. I, Leicester's schedule continues to be great, and also I think it Madison wasn't on the field, yeah. And and Madison and Vardy were were pairing up. I, I just look. I'm not going to hate anyone for owning Vardy. It just for me, and because I'm all, I'm all about the dollar bills, y'all. Um, I'm just trying to make some money, man. And Vardy wasn't paying those bills. Okay. But I don't fault anyone for owning him. Uh, I wouldn't mock that at all. All right. Well, right on. Hey, Scott, that brings us to the end of the pod. That was a good uh, bit of FPL analysis, I think, for everybody. And uh, hopefully uh, everything uh, leading in now to the international break. Uh, we'll, we'll be healthy and strong and lead us into another good game week right after it's over. For the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Till next time.